The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. How do you take the pensive, ho-hum world of bonds and give it some pizzazz? I have no idea. But that doesn't mean we're not going to try. On today's ETF battles, it's two bond ETFs for investors concerned about rising interest rates. It's FLOT from iShares going up against IVAL from Quadratic Capital. What a cool name. Stick around. Welcome to ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge. Be sure to subscribe to ETF Guide TV. And if you've been enjoying our programs like this one, be sure to hit the like button and tell your 10 million friends. A major concern for bond investors is what happens when interest rates start going up. And when rates go up, so do yields. But then again, bond prices go down. And that's a worry for many bond investors. Being the conservative types that they are, they don't want to get baked by getting their capital reduced severely in price and value. So today's showdown is between IVAL from Quadratic Capital going up against FLOT from iShares. Now, this is another audience requested matchup from YOLOBOY6969. And uh, there was another viewer whose information I unfortunately misplaced who asked about this same ETF matchup. Shame on me. I got to get more organized. Don't we all? Hit the comment section if you're the viewer that wanted to see today's battle. Remind me of who you are. Here to help us sort through today's matchup is the highly esteemed Todd Rosenbluth with CFRA Research and John Davey with Astoria Portfolio Advisors. Judges, it's great to see you again. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Good to be with you both. Thanks. So we got our four battle categories, cost, exposure, strategy, and we've got performance and yield combined in this battle. And then we've got our mystery battle category where you guys can pick that single factor or multiple factors to make your persuasive arguments in favor or against one of these ETFs. And then at the end of the show, we're going to declare an overall final winner. And of course, the show may end in a split decision. We'll just have to see what our judges come up with. So I've got the scorekeeping duties. And we're going to start with the first category, which is cost. Todd, please get us started. So sometimes this is complicated. This is quite simple in, in our view. FLOT costs 20 basis points. Uh, you know, the IVAL, which is a strong ETF, as we'll talk about, is considerably more expensive than that. You're paying for active management. But if you're focused on costs, the iShares product is certainly the winner. Thank you, Todd. Next up is John. What is your take on costs? Do you agree with Todd's analysis? 
Yeah, I, I would. I mean, there's not much more to add from a trading uh, liquidity standpoint. Um, you know, I think uh, float is has a little bit better um, average daily volume, um, not by much. Um, and it's got like two bips cheaper in terms of bid offer spread. But, you know, I agree with, with Todd overall that, you know, the management fee is a lot lower for FLOT. Very good. So let's take a look at the next category, which is exposure strategy. This is where we really get underneath the hood of the ETF to see what's inside. So, John, you're up. Uh, give us your take on these two ETFs. So Eyeball, I would say, you know, is is actively managed. It's trying to, you know, protect against, you know, inflation expectations. Um, you know, it's, it's a fairly sophisticated strategy. You know, I think you have to really kind of have a view on, you know, the, the yield curve. Um, and you're paying for that because it is, you know, 100 basis points, like Todd said, whereas I think FLOT is just more, you know, kind of uh, investment grade corporate bond uh, floating floating rate bonds. So, you know, kind of very different. Um, you know, there's a place for both. I mean, I know IVAL has taken in a lot of assets, you know, last year, this year. Uh, you know, I think you just got to really be careful and know what you own. I'll go into a little bit afterwards, you know, some of the pitfalls that I find advisors uh, in general when they select ETFs, but, you know, fairly different, I would say, exposures. So which one of these ETFs are you going to pick or is it a split decision? It's very different. Like, I, I wouldn't say like one is better than the other. I think it really f determines your view on what you're trying to do. I'm not trying to cop out per se, but I just look at them to kind of very, very different. I'd be curious to hear what Todd has to say. All right. I got you down as a split decision on Float and Ival. And Todd, you're up next in terms of exposure strategy. How do you see it? So I, I understand the conundrum that John's facing. So Float, F-L-O-T, is the simpler story to understand. It's investment grade, corporate bonds, as John mentioned, with floating rate aspect of it. It's not going to do very much differently, and it's static in nature. So IVAL is active management. So, so the portfolio manager, Nancy Davis, is attempting to both protect the downside as well as capture some of that upside. So from an exposure standpoint, I like that, she, that the fund, IVAL, is attempting to do both, protect the downside in certain environments and try to benefit from the upside potential. Uh, as you mentioned, given how boring bonds tend to be, this is a bit more of an interesting story. You just have to have faith that active management is going to add value, um, as, as we'll talk about, it has in many cases. But so my pick is eyeball. Thank you very much, Todd. Next up is performance and yield. So, Todd, you're still up. Break it down for us. So eyeball is, again, uh, my winner in this one. We keep picking products uh, in the history that I've done where these products are less than three years old. So Ival has not yet hit its three-year anniversary. We at CFRA are covering it. Many people are buying it. It has over $3 billion in assets. It's outperformed FLOT in the one-year period that we have. It's common for where it is, and it's offering a higher income component. Again, be because of what it's trying to do that's not as boring. So I would pick iVol from the income as well as the apples-to-apples -apples performance comparison that we have available to us. Very good. You're up next, John. How do you see it in terms of uh, performance and yield? Do you agree with Todd's analysis? Yeah, I mean, Todd is right in terms of performance. I would say yield, iVol is yielding, you know, trailing last 12 months, 2.4%. FLOT is, you know, 50 basis points. Uh, just to put that out there. So, you know, eyeball wins from a performance and yield standpoint. 
Our mystery battle category is next. This is where our judges can pick that single factor or multiple factors to make their arguments. John, what is your mystery battle category and who wins it? Yeah, just to make a point, like, because we analyze a lot of ETF for, for model, you know, ETF model portfolios for other financial advisors. So I find like eyeballs is popping up a lot, which is great, you know, for Nancy. Uh, and I do think like now you want to be active in fixed income. But I think like how we get to that point is is a little challenging because I find like advisors are putting eyeball in the portfolio because like, oh, you know, it's an inflation hedge. Um, plus it gives me like 3% yield. And, you know, I think you really got to know what you own. And if you go back to the eyeballetf.com website, I would just encourage people that are using it to really understand what, you know, she's trying to accomplish, which is to, you know, hedge the downside, play the upside. But it's really ultimately like a play on term structure. And I don't think most of the people that are using that really understand it. So again, I don't really have like a bad category winner per se, but like, I know what I'm going to get from FLOT. It's like a beta strategy. Whereas, you know, Ival is just, you know, a real complex, sophisticated, you know, Nancy's view on, on the credit curve and the ball curve. And, you know, so it's, it's a lot complex, but it's made its way into a lot of model portfolios I don't own uh, Ival, whereas we do have floating rate notes uh, in our portfolios. I'll give it another split decision because I just think these are like two different beasts. Like, you know, a lot of your listeners like want to compare these battles, but like to me, they're like, they're so different. It's like hard to like say, you know, like these are just two different purposes. So I can't really say one versus the other, but we, we have more floating rate structures in our portfolios as opposed to like us trying to play like, a bull steepening, bear steepening of the yield curve type thing. Well, thank you for that explanation, John. Todd, you're up next with your mystery battle category. Give it to us. Uh, we at CFRA have a star rating methodology that we use to compare fixed income ETFs as well as equity ETFs. We have a higher rating on IVOL, IVOL, uh, because we think it has greater reward potential as well as risk mitigation, despite that higher fee. So we would give the, the nod to IVAL based on its overall prospects over the next nine months. We think it's going to outperform FLOT and many other fixed income ETFs. Thank you, Todd. Now we've moved to this part of the show where our judges can pick their overall final battle winner in today's showdown between IVAL and Float. So, Todd, tell us who is your overall winner? So IVAL would be my winner despite it being more expensive. It's outperformed. Uh, it, it offers higher income component. It looks better to us from the future. And while it's a bit more or not a bit, it is more complicated for an investor to understand. We think if they do their homework, as John is suggesting, they'll agree that IVAL is likely to be the better performer in the future. I'd like to see what Mr. Split Decision has to say about which is, which is his winner. Okay, we're going to have to see. John, uh, don't take the words out of his mouth. John, uh, although, you know, I'm the one calling all these decisions, and I've called so many split decisions, so technically speaking, that comment could be directed towards me. I know there's other judges that call me Mr. Split Decision, So, but for the purposes of this battle, John, this is your final opportunity to weigh in on your overall winner. Will it be a split decision? John? You know, I'm like... Switzerland, I'm neutral, you know, I don't want to take a side, um, which is happens like that's for me in politics too. Um, you know, I think it's a split decision because I, I, we don't own eyeball and we have floating rates, right? So I can't say that like 
floating rates are a winner just because I have in their portfolio. Um, you know, and maybe I can have a chat with Nancy just to kind of better understand, you know, her views on the curve and what she's trying to play. But, you know, I feel like it's a split decision because we don't use it. Um, we, we use floating rates in the portfolio, but I don't want to give like that to a disadvantage to eyeball. Um, yes, it does better, you know, year to date, but, you know, that's not a long track record. Yes, there's some, you know, better yield, but I don't think you should be buying that for yield. I think you should be using it to kind of protect your fixed income bonds. But I know people are buying it for, for the yield because I've talked to a lot of advisors. Um, so I, I would give it a split decision for everything we've been talking about. All right. Well, our judges have weighed in. And uh, this is like to Ron's going to kick me out from these battles, Todd, because I keep on giving split decisions. You're providing an analytical perspective. That's okay. I don't want to speak for him, but I think I, we all learn something when you give both sides of an answer. That's okay. You know, I was taught, you know, from an early day, early stage, you know, managing portfolios, like you've got to reach such a hurdle rate to get it in. And I find like a lot of advisors just throw it in because it's like the hot sauce effect. You know, your boy, Eric Balchunas, who I know is on your show, you know, they just, they like something shiny object. They want to just throw an eyeball in there because, you know, but to me, like the hurdle rate is so massive, like. You know, it's like one Herculean effort to get in my portfolio and then like to get it out is like another Herculean effort. So, you know, I'm just very, very stubborn when it comes to like adding things to the portfolio. Well, very good, judges. You've spoken. And according to my battle scorecard, I'm going to have to score this as a win for Ival. Now, you guys agreed in terms of cost for float. But then across the board, the rest of the other places, it was either a split decision for John or in favor of Ival. And you guys did agree in terms of performance and yield for Ival. And at the end of the day, I mean, we can't predict what the future is going to hold or what future performance will be. But based on historical performance, Ival certainly has delivered when it comes to performance and yield. But again, we warned the audience, you know, past performance is not a guarantee of, of what will happen in the future. So don't be making decisions on that alone. But again, each of you have made some strong arguments and points. I mean, Ival is definitely the more complicated product. It's tactical. It's trying to do a lot, right? It's trying to hedge against inflation, but also protect on the downside if rates go up. So that's a tall order. And the question is, once that cycle of higher rates really kicks in, well, will Ival be able to really deliver on its promises. We'll have to wait and see. But for this battle, again, uh, thanks, judges, for breaking it down for us and uh, helping us to sort through it. Good job. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. That does it for this round of ETF Battles. A big thanks again to our judges, Todd and John, for excellent work in uh, helping us sort through today's battle. So which ETF battle would you like to see on our next episode? Be sure to hit the Comment section below. Give us your ticker symbols. Also on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. You can send us a message there. I'm Ron Legge with ETF Guide TV. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. 
Trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X bull and DUST for the 3X bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.